Hi, kids. I'm Pissy Miles, your resident spooky drag queen. And I am Sam Baxter, your resident spooky drag queen spooky sister. <laughs> and this is My, My spooky, spooky Gay, gay Family. Podcasters now. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm awful at this. Already. It's been three seconds. Um, it, I would not worry too much about it. I'm the, trying at to. The, at the very least, you don't have a lot of history to have to live up to. That's that's fair. Um, <laughs> like, try to pick out who got the performing gene. You know, I am super excited that we're doing this, though. I mean, we've been talking about it for a little while. We have been talking about this for a very long time because we happen to come from a very spooky gay family. And how shocking to know that, that that is where that title came from. I mean, what do you think is more shocking, the spooky or the gay? Like, when you talk to someone, like, uh, what shocks someone more? <laughs> I think in our family, I think people would be shocked to know that we're as spooky as we are. I think we wear gay on our sleeves, but spooky, I think, is, is unusual. Don't you? I do think that's a, a more unusual than being gay. Although I have, I know that this happens to you all the time too, because we are we are two of five siblings, four of whom are gay. Yes. And I know that when I tell people that, the expression on their face just changes dramatically. It's like it's like you just told them the earth was round. When I tell people that, the expression on Dad's face <laughs> changes dramatically. <laughs> it literally goes. It turns into uh, the shriek. <laughs> Uh, it's terrifying. I mean, I think he just, I think he's just less fond of the fact that that's how we introduce ourselves. To I think he's less, I think it's because that's how we introduce him. We're like, dad definitely has the gene and that gene is cutoffs for our father. It's like, this is Mike. He ate too many Fruit Loops when he was a kid and Woo. this is what happens. <laughs> he, I bet he did eat a lot of Fruit Loops. We, I think it's cute that you think that Nanny would allow sugar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are we are we are two of five siblings and of the five of us four of us are gay it's me sam and then we have two younger brothers bob and kevin and then our poor poor older sister jessica <laughs> heterosexual heterosexual jess that's what we call her that's what she's, she's in that's how she's in my phone <laughs> Heterosexual Jess. Heterosexual Jess. Are you kidding? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please tell me you're kidding. <laughs> no, she put her name in my phone. Her name in my phone is Awesome McAwesome. <laughs> and that, that if nothing else, that is the biggest signifier that she is a heterosexual. Um, Kevin's name for me and his cell phone is Lesbian Seagull. <laughs> so I think I probably should have taken his phone. What is that from? That's It's a from Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that is a reference to something, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, the, the the teacher actually sings a song called "Lesbian Seagull," which I can't replicate now. Why? Why is Kevin lesbian seagull? No, Kevin's not lesbian seagull in my phone. I'm lesbian seagull oh. in Kevin's phone. I was like, why is Kevin lesbian seagull? No, I'm Wait, lesbian. That doesn't make seagull. any sense. <laughs> <laughs> You're lesbian seagull. How do you feel about being the lesbian seagull? Um, at first, I was kind of pissed about it, but now it's it's a little bit like I'm more just confused as to why it was a seagull. Like I, I understand <laughs> that it's a reference, but I just I feel like 
I have nothing in common with seagulls except that I eat everything in sight and shit on things that I'm not supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're not going to be happy to hear this, but I'm seriously considering changing your contact in my (laughs) phone. Thank you. You're you're now going to be lesbian seagull. (laughs) That's so nice. (laughs) I wonder what I am in Kevin's phone. It's probably just... It's probably something terrible. I, I know. <laughs> it's probably something mean. <laughs> um, which we're going to stop talking about because eventually we would like to get Bob and Kevin and possibly heterosexual Jessica on this show. I know. And <laughs> I, I know she's going to be listening to this and she's going to be like, do they really call me heterosexual Jessica? We all do. The time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> this is how Absolutely. we fuck up our siblings. We're like, we're like, yes, we talk about you all the time and we definitely call you heterosexual. We should have just called the podcast Gaslighting. Gaslighting. <laughs> just <laughs> just or just gas. <laughs> uh, so this is the very first episode of our podcast, and we wanted to, to give you guys an opportunity to get to know us a little bit. Um, my name is Pissy Miles. I am a drag queen from New York City. I am a pro- professional drag queen and performer. I've been performing for a long time. I did Philly and New Jersey, where we live now. Uh, I live here with my husband, David, who is a photographer and a graphic designer, and I, I love him. He's my favorite. And uh, that's that's basically my knife, my knife, my <laughs> knife in a nutshell. <laughs> Your knife in a nutshell. <laughs> that's that's my my new horror intro. It's my knife in a nutshell. <laughs> we haven't gotten Shing. to Freddy Krueger yet. Just <laughs> <laughs> we will get there. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm Sam Baxter. I am his older sister by two and a half years. I'm gonna get <laughs> that in ahead of time three, since that argument three. will happen later. It's three years. Um, because he can't do math. And <laughs> two and five eighths. Two and five eighths. Two and five eighths. <laughs> Which is all of one eighth more than a half. So that's yeah. math. That's you, not that you've much ribbed math. me for being bad at math. Five eighths is more than a half. It is it is more than a half, but it's not that much more than a, it, we're doing it again. Okay. <laughs> um I am a writer. Um that's kind of all that I do except for this. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> now. Um very recently, um, Took the leap into writing full time, so hopefully, very shortly, people will recognize me as something other than you know my father's other daughter, Pissy's sister. <laughs> this is our other yeah. daughter, Pissy's <laughs> sister. Yes, I don't think I am the pinnacle of our father's idea of what his children <laughs> have become. I don't think I'm the daddy in I, this. I, <laughs> Well, no, that's heterosexual Jessica. That's heterosexual Jessica. Who's listening to this right now going, I am not. I'm not. She's freaking out in her car right now. You are Dottie. (laughs) You're Gina Davis. Be happy about being Gina Davis. There is nothing wrong with being Gina Davis. You're Kit. What's her name? Kit something. What's that actress's name? (laughs) Juliette Lewis. No. Is that Juliette Lewis? No. No, Who the hell is that? Juliette Lewis was in The Other Sister. Uh, Tank Girl. Who the fuck is Tank Girl? Wasn't she Where's in... my fact-checking department? My wife is sitting in this room. Wasn't she in Orange is the New Black? No. Is she? Was she really? See, I'm a terrible lesbian. I didn't watch Orange is the New Black. Oh I watched it. I watched it's two... nothing but lesbians. I watched two episodes and I hated the main character. I mean, the main character sucks, but Lori, no one watches Lori it for Petty. Piper. Lori Petty, thank you. Lori Petty. No, uh, but Juliet... the sister's name was cute. Juliet Lewis is natural-born killers. Lori Petty is illegal. Illegal. I know how I <laughs> fucked that up now. It's fine. <laughs> I get them confused all the time, and it makes no sense. They don't even really look that much alike. It's like no, they don't. I mean, they were the kind of the same era. Yes, and I would like to thank my lovely wife Sarah for looking that up. 
<laughs> and I would like to thank my lovely wife, David, for also looking that up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, I, I think that's a pretty, I think that's a pretty good deal that you're the, you're the kit. Yeah, I'm, it's not terrible. I think I'm like the tractor on that farm and <laughs> I don't know what that makes Bob and Kevin. <laughs> I always thought of you more as a Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. From uh, a league of their own. Like that should, that was a, that's a pretty bitching character. I mean, maybe if you're looking at it f- through a lesbian's lenses. I mean, it's a league of their own. How was <laughs> I supposed to watch that? <laughs> because I wasn't told that I wasn't supposed to watch it through a lesbian lens, which is, hey, we're going to put nine girls in a room, and some of them are going to be partly undressed, and one of them's Gina Davis, and another one's Madonna. I think... How was I supposed to watch that? Yeah. I think... <laughs> The character I most resemble, not resemble, the, uh, that I most embody mm-hmm. from that movie is, uh, what's her name, whose head is the lump three feet above her ass. <laughs> I don't remember the character. I think her name's Betty. Nope, Betty's, no, Betty's, Betty's the other one. Betty's the one whose husband dies. Apparently, since this is the first movie we're talking about on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> we should have watched it more recently. Um, it's Stillwell's mother. <laughs> it is Stillwell's mother. I'm Stillwell's mother. <laughs> Like Whistler's mother. <laughs> Are we going to assign characters to Bob and Kevin, or do we want to get angry phone calls when one of them is Marla Hooch? Uh, <laughs> as long as we're here. <laughs> I just had a Tina moment. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> uh, I just challenged him to a call out live. <laughs> and the professional insult comic went, I decline. <laughs> I decline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I mean, but I think this is the reason that we are the spooky gay family because we we have a very bizarre uh, sense of of self in this family. We are very very gay. We love movies. We love pop culture, but we also have a very spooky side, and that's why we started this podcast because we love horror and supernatural things and spooky things. I love spooky. <laughs> I'm into spat. <laughs> I'm still not 100% sure what spoopy means. It's, it's, it's supposed to be like sort of spooky and cute at the same time. Yeah, spoopy is like, like silly spooky. That's how I think of spoopy. Okay. Because the only context I've ever seen the word spoopy is that one gif of the dancing skeleton from WB11 from when they did like a Halloween special like 90 mm. years ago. I mean, <clears throat> that is probably the best embodiment of the word spoopy. Yes. I uh, I just love the word spoopy because it's like <laughs> it, it's like the the dopey brother of spooky, <laughs> and that's basically what I am. <laughs> so again, since we apparently started a horror podcast by talking about a league of their own, why don't we actually <laughs> jump into kind of um, something a bit more on topic, which is our favorite scary movies as opposed to our favorite Tom Hanks comedy comedy movies. I do love. I do love horror movies, and I think, uh, why do you think, why do you think we as a family were so drawn to horror? Um, I think at least some of it was that we were poorly supervised. (laughs) I think think at least some of it was, it was the late nineties and mom and dad were kind of tired and and there were five of us. So it's, yeah, whatever, watch whatever the hell you want as long as I can sit here and not have to deal with you for, for an hour and a half. I don't care what's on. Yeah. And and mom really was not 
worried at all about what we were watching. So I think frequently took us to Blockbuster to get them. I know. <laughs> she, she was like, "Interview the vampire? Sure. What could go wrong?" And we were like, "Ah." <laughs> How is Interview with the Vampire the worst thing you can think of? Because I have a vivid memory of the scene in Interview with the Vampire. You know the scene in the theater where they like strip that woman? Yes, I know exactly. I remember like trying to see what was going on and mom trying to block the TV because she realized what we were watching because there was a naked woman on, st- on, on the stage. And I tried to stick my head through her legs to see what was going on and she clamped them shut to like put my head in a vice and i would like to thank you for that because i was able to veer around and watch <laughs> i was just so transfixed like, i was like what reasons. is happening what is this nonsense and mom just was like no you are not going to look at this little did she know i wasn't the one she had to worry about yeah well <laughs> i mean it is kind of funny when you think about it i think like some of the things we watched when we were, again, unsupervised, things like Puppet Master. Puppet Master, absolutely. Like <laughs> Pinocchio. Like, and not Chucky, Disney's Pinocchio. Child's Play. I remember watching Child's <laughs> like, Play at a very young age. Yeah, no, I think Child's Play, I want to say I was like seven. I mean, I if you were that. seven, I was probably like five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so I think one of the reasons we're so drawn to horror is just it's just always been a part of our lives. It's just always been there for us. You I know. know, it's always been. Right there, even when it really shouldn't have been. I know. <laughs> How did you learn to cope with your emotions? I watched Interview with a Vampire, <laughs> where every time they get mad, they kill someone. <laughs> See, I always felt like my personal spirit animal was, was just a little more Jason Voorhees and a little, mm. less, a little less Lestat. You have always been drawn to, to Jason. I, I, I have been. I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things, like, it's, it's a lot of... I, I crave a strong male presence in my life. <laughs> Is that why you married Sarah? <laughs> no, that's why I watch Friday the 13th three times a year. No, <laughs> no I'm totally kidding. I, I, th- I think it, what it really comes down to is, like, Jason is the only one who... I'm not scared of him when I'm watching the movies, but I will still have nightmares that Jason is coming to get me. And mm. when I have those nightmares, that is when I'm scared. Like, so it's not, it's not the movie itself. It's what you take away from the movie. I think it's what you take away from the movie. I think it's also the fact that Jason is kind of, he's just a complete blank slate. Hmm. Like in a way where like Michael really is less <laughs> of a blank slate. Like Michael has almost, Michael has a backstory like, when we first see Michael, he's not in the mask. Like, like it, it's it's one of those things where J- Jason is just completely blank. And I think that there's just so much room there. And I'm a writer, so I love things that are ill-explained and need to be fleshed out. And I'm fat, so I like things that are roomy. <laughs> would you would you say would you say that uh, Friday the Thirteenth is your favorite horror movie? I would say it's my favorite of the slashers. Of the slashers. Even yeah. more than Halloween? I, I think it's it's just such a weird distinction to make, but it's... Halloween is clearly a superior film. Mm-hmm. Like, it is it is clearly a better movie than Friday the 13th. Leaps and bounds. But um, I watch Halloween probably four or five times a year. Um, I will watch Friday the 13th one through eight. Probably twice or three times a year. All of them. 
together as a all of them series. together. Um, I usually skip over five and nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. I got to be in a, like a really good mood to deal See, with. <laughs> I feel the, I feel that way more about Jason X. Jason X is less. I would rather watch Freddy versus Jason than Jason X. That's fair. I think Jason X has a special place in my heart. Um, and you actually went with me, but Jason X was the very first. Friday, Friday the 13th movie that I saw in theaters yeah. when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it felt like such a big deal at the time, A, because yeah. I was going to see an R-rated movie. <laughs> and, and B, because it's Jason, and it's, it's, it's my guy, and I've never seen him in a theater before. So, like, Jason X will always have this, like, special little place in my heart, even though it's terrible, because that was the first time I got to say I went to go see the new Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, I get that. That was how I felt when I got to go see... And this is going to sound silly because it was so recently, but seeing Halloween, the new Halloween, the 2018 mm-hmm. Halloween in the movie theater, there was something so special about it because Halloween is one of my very, very favorite horror movies. And see, and like when the theme started and you see that pumpkin start to regenerate, I was like, oh, this is special. That was such a beautiful opener. <laughs> They really did. I mean, we'll, I'm sure at some point we will do an episode about oh, yeah. this. This I don't. I don't know whether to call it a sequel or a remake. Um, I think reboot is reboot. the correct term. Yeah, I, I, that reboot is. I think one of the best reboots there are. But I would say if I was picking my favorite horror movie in general, especially because you know you and I both love yes. slasher movies. I love Scream. Yes, and who doesn't love Scream? I don't know. Anyone who grew up in the 90s <laughs> loves Scream. I've never, I, if someone tells me they don't like Scream, I just assume that they have no idea what they're talking about when it comes to horror movies. I, I think that there's kind of, there, there's always that sort of, um, there's always that one person who feels like they have to say they don't like it because it's like, it's MTV horror, like it's Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven. Like, it, it's, it's a very like CW11 kind of like, oh, it's all just pretty people from Milrose Place. Like, but <laughs> this is the thing, it's like, freaking edgelord like i don't care (laughs) like like, you know what it was funny it spoke to me i saw me up there and legitimately had me wondering like shit could i survive a horror movie i know and but it's also like it was a good introduction to the world of of slashers Mm -hmm. don't you think yes I, i do i think um and we've talked about this before in that that kind of like if you've never seen any of the movies that came before it it's a perfect gateway drug and a 101 course all in one movie. It is because it gives you the rules of horror movies. It introduces you to that the the jump scare and the real scare and the pop up and the the final girl and the best friend who might have done it and the the suspense. I, that's why I love Scream because it's like you said there's an element of comedy, there's an element of camp and and being self-referential but it is just a really good scary movie and henry winkler dying is the funniest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life <laughs> there was a really I, did you ever hear that anecdote henry winkler was That's talking about came with that. okay but i'm saying like <laughs> it, henry winkler was doing an interview once and he was saying that the they did one take of his death and Wes Craven came up to him and he was like, Henry, that was, that was great. That was, a good, that was a good take. This time, do you think you could scream and act like you're being stabbed? <laughs> As opposed to just like, A and banging on the desk? Oh, no. Ouch, 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 ouch. <laughs> 
I think actually one of my favorite bits in that movie is is immediately precedes that when it's Henry Winkler like looking out into the hallway and the, <laughs> there. And the janitor's there. He's like, oh, not you, Fred. <laughs> that's Wes Craven. <laughs> yeah, I know. In the Freddy sweater and the hat. And it's great. But that's Watch one of friend. the... Sorry. No, but no. That, I was saying... I was quoting oh, okay. the movie. Never mind. <laughs> So paranoid. But <laughs> just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're out to get you. Doesn't mean they're not out to get you. I'm so paranoid I messed that lineup. It's fine. Um but yeah, no, and I mean we're gonna do an entire episode on Scream. We're obviously gonna do an entire episode on Halloween and Friday the thirteenth. Like we're we're gonna go over all the old stuff because oh, yeah. It's all so wonderful. And that's the thing. Uh, this podcast is really about our love of horror and not only horror, but true crime and uh, s- s- spooky paranormal shit because we, uh, I mean, we'll get into this. We'll talk about this, but yeah. we are spooky paranormal people. Yeah. And I think that um, when you, when, when you self-identify as spooky, <laughs> um, I think it kind of implies it's, it's just it's a it's a love for everything adjacent and connected to it. So it, it's we're going to talk about books on here. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about kind of anything that's just a little darker than you know Central Park at mid afternoon. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, I have an encyclopedic knowledge of serial killers, so you know be forewarned. I'm very excited about that because I love <laughs> serial killers and I love to talk about serial killers and I love talking to you about serial killers because you tell me all the shit I don't know. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> I recently was listening to uh, an audio book of a of, of about John Wayne Gacy, and I have to admit I stopped like three quarters of the way in because it was written by one of the cops who was doing the investigation. Um, were you reading the one um, by the prosecutor? Is it the one I recommended it? No, you didn't you. recommend okay. it to me. I found it because I use Scribed. Uh, to listen right. to audiobooks because it, it has a, it's better than fucking Audible because Audible's a pain in the ass. Um, I love Audible. <laughs> I if you like want to sponsor us, I love Audible I would too, like to point out. In my personal life, I fucking hate Audible because I'm like, why am I paying $20 a month for one book? You want to say you hate Casper Mattresses while we're on here? <laughs> Casper Mattresses? How do you feel about Blue Apron? <laughs> <laughs> Meal prepping is terrible. <laughs> like, get it all out now. <laughs> I want that purple mattress, so you Purple mattress? Yeah, Are purple mattress. mattresses purple? No, they're different. Oh. So pick pick one brand to malign and only one brand. What what is purple mattress what it's called? Yes. What are they? It's it's <laughs> you're asking me to do the commercial for free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely I curious. I didn't write any copy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um it's um <laughs> purple mattresses is supposed to kind of be like Tempur-Pedic. It's the one where, have you watched the commercials where they drop the egg and then they drop the guy on top of the egg? And the, the egg doesn't the break. The egg doesn't break, obviously, because if it did, then that would be a shitty commercial. <laughs> yeah, that's the purple mattress. When they mattress. pull him up and, and, and there's and a weird cut. You know, the strange, one where the though. mattress is bright fucking purple, pissy. That <laughs> I haven't, I have not ever actually seen this commercial, if I'm being honest. I don't know it. But uh, if you're listening and you like purple mattress, purple, what is it? Purple, purple mattress. Purple mattress. Uh, <laughs> Feel free to drop us a line. I really hope that's actually the brand name, and I'm not just saying it. <laughs> They're like, it's actually blue, blue bed. <laughs> They're like, it's Thank you. violet mattress. <laughs> it's chartreuse. What the hell? Um, what color is chartreuse? The, the book that I had listened to about John Wayne Gacy was called Killer Clown by Terry Sullivan. That is not the one that you're listening know. to? I don't know. I could, I could probably it doesn't look. Matter. <laughs> I, I don't remember what it was called, but I just remember I was really annoyed by the book <clears> because it was like, I just wanted to hear about... 
I wanted to hear about the crime and I wanted to learn about um, the victims. And it was like, all, all the book was, was talking about this like police office, this detective's investigation. And it's like, there is a certain level of that that is interesting, but I didn't need 14 chapters of you sitting outside John Wayne Gacy's house playing a football game. Oh, did you listen to one of the ones by the detectives that were tailing him? Yeah, it was called... Oh, it was. It was Killer, Killer Crom Killer, by Killer, Terry Yeah, Sullivan. he was actually a prosecutor's detective. Oh. He wasn't actually um, one of the cops that was in the car. He was, well, he's not a good writer, so he um, should stick to prosecutors. He was not a thrilling writer, but, but, oh but it does give you a very detailed um, breakdown of the, the investigation. And it does... Um, I, I think what it comes down to is there there are two main books you can read about John Wayne Gacy and Tangent Away. Um, <laughs> one is written by his defense attorney, um, which is interesting, if a little self-congratulatory <laughs> from, from Mr. Amaranti's perspective. Um, he compares himself to John Adams in the opening. So it's like... Because John Adams... Not to be too grandiose. Because John Adams um, <laughs> defended the, the, the soldiers that um, committed the Boston Massacre. So his his whole thesis here is that everyone deserves a good defense. Look at this. John Adams defended the guys who, who did the Boston Massacre. He's basically saying, don't hate me for defending John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, that's kind of it. It's like, don't hate me for defending him and then making money off of it by writing a book. Hey-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, to, to be fair, I believe he was originally retained on something else. Like, he was, he was retained on a lesser charge, and then John Wayne Gacy, like, stumbled drunk into his office one night. He's like, I killed 33 kids! <laughs> and this guy's like, well, you already paid the retainer. Um, here we go. I mean, from my understanding, <laughs> I mean, I don't know exactly what happened between him and the lawyer early on, but I remember, like, when they were on the verge of arresting John Wayne Gacy, the lawyers were, like, basically staring out the windows at the police cars, like, giving them these looks, like, please help us. <laughs> like, like, he didn't do it, but please don't leave us alone with it. <laughs> it's like, he didn't do it, but he's still a little creepy. He creepy? keeps talking about Pogo. <coughs> Pogo. You know what? You know what really freaked me out reading that book? What? They gave a physical description of him maybe like three quarters of the way into the book. Mm -hmm. And they were like, he's like 5'8 and 230 pounds. And I was like, I'm 5'7 and I'm 224. And everyone calls him a fat motherfucker. I'm like, I'm like, fuck you, Terry Sullivan. Everyone talks about him like he's this behemoth. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you watch the interviews from later on when he was in jail, I, I think I think he topped out at about like three something. Like he during the investigation, he was two thirty. He, he said it explicitly. He, he blew up like a balloon animal. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like, like, like it was it went full. How was he executed? <laughs> Lethal, Lethal injection. injection. They botched it. Really? Yeah they they messed up his execution big time. They actually um they changed the protocol. At the jail, huh. because of how badly they botched his execution. I mean, I'm and not I mean that upset, <laughs> right? Like, 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 who's sitting here going, like, oh my god, it must have been so inhumane, it must have been so painful. It's like he murdered thirty, like children. when he strangled thirty three kids. <laughs> yeah, like, like when he raped and murdered thirty three boys. Yeah, like, how strange. Now, uh, just to rewind a little bit, because yeah, we because got on this John Wayne got a little. Uh, Got a little heavy in here for a second. I know it but, got a oh, John Wayne Gacy heavy, but, but, not as, <laughs> but not as heavy as when we were in prison. 
We have never been in prison. For those of you who, are, who are, take things too literally. That we admit to. Oh my God. What would you have gone to prison for if you had gone to prison for anything? Okay, so this is my... <laughs> um, the only thing I have ever done that I think I could have legitimately been arrested for was when I was 18. Um, I volunteered as a march marshal for the Dyke March in New York City. Hmm. So my job that day was to run along the parade route and block traffic because the Dyke March, unlike the Pride Parade, does not request a parade permit. Now, New York City knows this is happening every year. The cops show up and block the traffic for like it. It is it is a purely ceremonial gesture. <laughs> but, um, but technically speaking, if they had wanted to um, arrest me for that, they could have. So I could have gone to jail for that. That is like my big activist story. I think if I if I would have gone to jail, it would have been for uh, stealing thirty seven boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, is this a hypothetical or a thing that you actually It's just a did? dream. It's just it's, a dream of mine. It's just uh, an, it's aspiration. An, an aspiration. <laughs> One day, I will have 37 free boxes of Krispy Kremes, and if you'd like to sponsor us, that's a sponsor I could really get behind us, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> or really get in front if you want get to. Get in front of us. Just I'll back the truck up and any open the amount. hatch. It's fine. <laughs> but, um... See, had I known that we were talking about things that we would like to do to go to prison. <laughs> You're like, I would go to jail I, for activism. I'm like, I'd go to jail for being a fat ass. That's what I would do. This is, I'm sitting here going like, man, if I could have picked anything. Like, like I could have picked. if only I'd know. I could have picked anything. Anything. What? Hypothetically. Uh, arson. Boston doesn't need Fenway Park anymore. Oh. It's only the second she oldest She says, in park. her Yankee hat. <laughs> what else would I be wearing? <laughs> I mean, if you hate Fenway. I, I, feel, I feel so cultured making these references, but... I, I, I am proud of you that you knew what I was talking about. I'm a little proud of you for that. Fenway is the stadium, right? It, it is the stadium. In Boston? In, in Boston, since Boston. I just said Boston. Did you? Oh, yes, I wasn't I did. listening. <laughs> <laughs> because the Red Sox are terrible. The Red Sox. Aren't there other socks? Aren't there white there socks? There are also uh, white socks. Blue socks? No. One socks, not two in, socks? Not in major league, no. Are there blue socks in minor league? Um, There may be a blue socks. I know there's a sky socks, which makes no sense at all. What is a sky sock? I have no fucking clue. Is that blue? <laughs> I think they're yellow, actually. Make it blue. I'm going to have to check. <laughs> yellow? <laughs> what sky are they looking at? I, I, I don't know. The kind that wears a sock. <laughs> like, 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 I don't know. Like sky socks are those weird like kite things that you hang from poles and they just like they blow in the breeze. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know those weird ripply like like box kite things that people. T- it, I'm I have I really no have idea. No idea what you're talking <laughs> this got about. So far <laughs> off the rails. The point is, I hate the Boston Red Sox. I I can't imagine <laughs> there are very many people who don't. I, I mean, the people of Boston seem to like them very much. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing. I don't know. I've never been much of a, a sports person myself. I, I've always been a drag queen, I think. We like to live up to stereotypes here on My Spooky Game. <laughs> we do. The lesbian sister loves baseball. And football. The, the gay brother loves being a drag queen. And Bob is also a drag queen, for yes. those of you who don't know. And not his friend, Bob the drag queen. No, not Bob the no. drag queen. <laughs> no, our brother, Bob. My brother, Bob the drag queen, and my friend, Bob the drag queen, are two completely different people. One of them is copyright infringement. I wonder if Bob the drag sure queen who. has spooky stories. 
I I feel like she probably does. I don't even know if if Bob believes in ghosts. I should ask you, her. You should ask her. I would love to have her on the podcast and talk to her she about spooky things. We have a drag race winner on this on this podcast. We could get some winners. I know I know Bob. We know Sasha. You're not allowed to get Bianca though because she would be mean to me and I would never recover. <laughs> I don't know Bianca that well. I've only met her a couple times. She was very nice to me though, I will say that. She seems really sweet in in like a weird kind of like when you get like Triumph the Insult comic dog like off like like when off you the take hand. off the hand, like it looks kind of cute. Well, when you take well, the like, hand out of Bianca Del Rio, she is also very nice. I feel like she would actually be more grumpy with the hand taken. <laughs> like I feel like that's part of her charm. Really, is that she's like Miss Piggy? She's yeah. only really functioning when she has a hand. When on she her. has an entire human arm. <laughs> <on her mouth. laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would love to have Bob. I'm. I'm. I. I would be very interested to hear what Sasha had to say about spooky things. I mean, I feel like the most obvious person to ask would be Sharon Needles, but I have no idea if she would even do this. I I don't know. I I mean, I've again another person I've like met several times, and mm-hmm. she and I talked a bit at Wigstock when I did Wigstock with Bunny. Uh, but did you like that that little backdoor brag? I got in there. Your, your little humble brag about the time you did when Wigstock, I did Wigstock with, with, with Lady, Lady Bunny. Bunny. <laughs> uh, I did. I, I talked to Sharon quite a bit that night, and she was very nice. Um, I'll get Lady Bunny on here, and we can get her on for the cryptid episode. Oh, be bu- great. Bunny is a creep. <laughs> Bunny is a spook. That's my point. <laughs> Bring her on for the cryptid. The cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> when we start talking about cryptids, like Loch Ness Monster and like Champy and like Bigfoot and stuff, we'll just bring Bunny on for one. You know, I probably could get Bunny to do this. I I would die. I, don't. I, I would die a little bit. <laughs> It would be a very interesting episode, to say the least. I love Bunny. She is out of her mind, though. <laughs> Every once in a while, she'll call me uh, to, like, it'll be like, it has been like 11 o'clock at night, and I'll be driving home from either the city or from, one time it was from Philly, she called me because she wanted to talk about politics. Bunny loves to call me to talk about politics. She's very well-informed, Bunny. I, I believe that completely. She I, is. I follow her on Facebook. Like it's it's pretty um it's pretty constant. She's very progressive. Yes. <laughs> Lady Bernie. Yes, she is. <laughs> like aggressively progressive. I know. Like, <laughs> aggressively progressive. Like it's very much like I care about other people and I'm yelling it in your face. <laughs> Actually I will say Which I, I appreciate I, I think Bunny is surprisingly easy to talk to. Like there are a lot of people who disagree with her politics and she's very easy to talk to about that. I will say I'll give her that. I'll give I, I, I want to be that. very clear, like none of this was a read. Like like it was oh, very I know. much like, I know. Like, like, we I love Lady Bunny respect. here at, we, at we, Spooky Gay Family. We stand Lady Bunny on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we stand Lady Bunny. Lady Bunny was like the first drag queen I think I fell in love with, like as a little kid. Because that was really where it all kind of started for me with the spooky gay shit was like Basically Bunny. the age of 13. I'm, I'm not kidding. It was like Rocky Horror and Rocky Horror led to like Divine and Divine kind of branched off into like Lady Bunny, Coco Peru, Jackie Beat. That was where it all kind of started for me. And there was kind of an element of spook to that because drag queens, at, when you're 13 and this was <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> No when I was 13, year, I, no, nor will I. But when I, when I was like a 13 year old kid, drag queens were not what they are 
now. Drag queens were very, like, subversive and... and they were like crazy people. No one associated with drag queens. When you were 13, parents didn't like bring their children to drag shows. No. Which they do now. My, which is kind of weird. Uh, d- do you remember <laughs> what dad used to say? One time dad found makeup on the towels because I would like sneak into the bathroom and like use like dollar store makeup on my face. And he was like, you're not in Rocky Horror. And he used to like slam doors and get very upset by it. I remember one time I said to dad, uh, uh, I was getting into like Ozzy Osbourne because I was in that phase of my pubescence, and <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, I bet Rocky Horror doesn't seem so bad now. And he was like, no, I like this better than Rocky Horror. And I was like, really? I was like, Ozzy Osbourne, the man who eats bats live on stage, but he doesn't do it in a dress. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Our poor father. I put him through so much. Where do you think? What What do you think in your in your childhood? Sparked the spook. Sparked the spook? Sparked the spook. Oh god. Um <laughs> I I I think I'm I'm gonna go on record. It was the fact that we grew up in a haunted house. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> like, right? Like 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 I mean, I know we haven't touched on this yet, and it kind of feels like this is coming out of left field, but we're gonna say it again. Um our our house was haunted. Absolutely. Um, I a hundred percent believe our house was haunted. <laughs> I, I know many people who 100% believe our house is haunted, including people who did not live there. Agreed. So, like, my my wife, um, who is currently asleep on the couch, <laughs> um, because we're that entertaining, uh, <laughs> um, spent, I think, all of, like, three hours in that house the first time she was staying over, and I was totally sleeping on the couch, which is another thing where we put through our dad through a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh. And would not for any reason um, leave the room at night. Like, would not for any reason, like, open the door if the lights were not on. Because our house was really creepy. It was really creepy. And I want to be clear, like, we're not talking about, like, the Adams Family Mansion here. Like, like, this was a fucking split level. It was a bi-level. Yeah. Like, like, this is not at all... um, you know, house on haunted hill. Like we weren't, mm-hmm. we weren't fancy haunted. Okay, no, we, we didn't were, have we, money. We, were, we weren't haunted with money. We were solidly middle class haunted. You know? Lower was, middle class, like by the by the like, straps of our, our shoes in a single parent household like, with four kids. Four kids, yeah, because Jess had moved out. Yeah, because Jess had moved out. All right, but um, like, yeah, no, that that house is is freaking haunted. Our, our father still lives there. <laughs> He's going to be listening to this like, what? And this house is not haunted. He, he has he has always insisted, he, he has gone um on and off the record both saying that the house was haunted and saying that it was not. It, it seems to depend on kind of... His mood. You know, the way the wind is blowing for him, whether or not the house is haunted Which or is not. not unusual for our father. Um, <laughs> he kind of makes up his, his I convictions really hope in he's the not moment. Listening to Oh, I hope heope listening. I hope he's listening and he knows that he is the, the most wavering. I'm going to get the angriest phone call. <laughs> because he won't call you. He'll call me. No, he'll text me. He'll, he'll call me to ask me why I don't love him anymore. <laughs> I, I do want to make clear that I love our father very much. I, but I, I have no problem ripping on him at all. I have no problem putting him through, through hell. Because that is basically the job that was assigned to me by God. 
You are the middle child. I'm the middle child. I was put on this earth to give him grief. That is what I'm here like, for. Literally smack dab in the middle, two girls, you, and then Bob and Kevin. I have like all the tenets of the bad child because I'm like, I'm the, the <laughs> oldest boy, the middle child. I am the, I'm, I'm a Gemini. I was born in June. Like <laughs> there's, there's like, there's no, there's no rock unturned in the grief of my garden. Like it, is, it is all... Nonsense! <laughs> that our poor father. I'm. I'm the. I was the oldest gay boy. I was like, like there's. I'm a drag queen. There's no nonsense. I spared our father. I would. I, I would like to think that I. I did soften the blow for you. Well, you bit. did. Like, I'm like, sure I, you I, did. I like to think that I. That I put up a nice like. A nice like line of sandbags for that flood. <laughs> you know, like, a line of sandbags. Like, like, because obviously being the oldest, I was the first to come out. Yeah, you were like um, the Chris Christie of my Hurricane Sandy or whatever it was. I think that sentence was a hate crime. <laughs> I think Chris Christie am, was a hate I crime. I am very offended. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Here in New Jersey, we're not huge fans of Mr. Christie. I'm going to go on record and say you could have called me a fat dyke bitch to my face. <laughs> about it <laughs> there's still time <laughs> the, the podcast is not over yet like we're hoping to make it to five episodes give him a minute <laughs> but um no I, I don't know i was thinking more like i don't know fema or something although that's not a terribly good one <laughs> like there's really no i shouldn't have gone with sandbags i should have come up with something else but no i like sandbags sandbags hey. work it was a good it was a good illusion I mean, that was what they said the first time I went to get fitted for a bra. That's Whoa. What they <laughs> I like those sandbags. <laughs> you, you, you haven't been a, a, a pubescent girl in New Jersey until you've had a little old Italian woman with, like, just two handfuls of, like, of your all boobs. your business. <laughs> like, and shoving and pushing. and like, <laughs> Holding and it, them like bags of and potatoes. And it's very much like, like, really, I can handle this. But, um, <laughs> but the point is, like, like really seriously. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I like to think that me coming out ahead of you did sort of make it better. I'm sure it did. And I wonder if that added to the weird energy of the house was like dad's coping with all of his gay kids. <laughs> so just to be clear, in almost every other circumstance, it is the angry teenager that creates a poltergeist. No, in this <laughs> in the, in the, since, since it was the, the teenagers are all fine. And it was, <laughs> and it was dad. <laughs> Dad, I really hope he's not listening to this. I right hope now. he is. I hope I hope Uncle Paul is listening to this. I hope Uncle Carl is listening to this. I hope all of our extended family is is playing this at the airport. I just hope so more people hear it. I just hope everyone hears how oh weird our family is. Because our our family is weird, but we are a good family. We are, and, and we do love each other very much, and we're very close. I, and I think it's because of our weirdness that we're close. Like, I mean, I think that's part of it. I think some of it is just, you know, the fact that all the restraining orders out against us from other people <laughs> sort of forces us they into force a us into a, <laughs> Well, I guess this is it now. <laughs> like, <laughs> restraining order. Like, because we don't believe in family court anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think... It's, it's one of those things, like, I, I think one of the reasons that we're going to bring this back to the original question, which is why, like, I'm drawn to horror, um, is because I find it very relatable. It's it's mm. that kind of, that little, um, particularly supernatural horror movies, like ghost stories, um, like Insidious Scared the Crap Out of Me, like, mm -hmm. stuff like The Conjuring and Paranormal Activity, like, that, that that is exactly the kind of shit that will keep me awake for, like, three days. 
but I, I do think it's because it's it's always that moment where like that that first twenty minutes of the movie where everyone is telling the only person who sees it that they're insane. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you're like, but they're not insane. <laughs> but they're not. And like if you if you've never had the pleasure of being a thirteen year old girl, <laughs> no one believes you. No one believes you. So when you go and say, no, I shut that closet door and it's open now. Yeah. It's like, and you get patted on the head and go, it's just your period, sweetie. <laughs> like, like, because that's what happens. Like, like, like that's, that's what happens. Like, if you look at any. I was attacked by a ghost of knives. <laughs> like, oh, she's on the rack. Like, you could walk in full on broke neck lady from haunting, <laughs> from the haunting house. And like, if you live in a single parent household where that single parent is a male and you're a 13 year old girl, he's going to say to you. Do you need some might all? <laughs> did you ever did you ever talk to dad about the fact that you thought the house was haunted? Yes, yeah, several times. I never did until I was like an adult. And to be fair, I was never a 13-year-old girl, but I have <laughs> been a 30-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was only one for a year. You've made a career out of it. I know. So I've like, done it forever. <laughs> you've been a 30-year-old woman since you were 26. I know, it's true. <laughs> um I never brought it up with dad. I remember at one point. Bob was talking to dad about it and I kind of like meandered into the conversation just Mm -hmm. to kind of be a part of it. And dad was convinced that it was the ghost of his father. Well, because the, he also insisted that the ghost is like helpful things for him. Oh, not for me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, that was the thing. His whole thing was like, yeah, no, when I'm like missing a screwdriver, sometimes I'll turn around and it was at a place where I really didn't think it was. And I think I think it's it's him because it, he he like found the screwdriver and gave it back to me. And we're like, no, Dad, you have dementia. And, no. <laughs> no, and I'm like, okay, well, do you want to explain? Like, if it's Grandpa, the fact that he's like hanging out in my closet at three in the morning is yeah. a little creepier than even if it was you a stranger. An, you had an experience in your closet. Yes, I also had not in the room that we. When shared I the out. same room at different yeah. times. So I you moved. So we never shared it. Well, we no, but I'm saying like we both experienced the I same sublet room. It. <laughs> I sublet it. You had the room and then you moved out and then yes. I moved into that room. But I had an experience in the room that I used to sh- it used to be there were three bedrooms. My dad had one bedroom and uh you had the other one. I said my dad, like it's perks, like, like perks of having a vagina. Yeah, you, you had your, your own room. room. And then the other room was me, Bob, and Kevin. <laughs> For like a decade, <laughs> it was terrible. On the it was other more hand, than a decade. Yeah. It was like it was like it had to have been like thirteen years that Bob, Kevin, and I shared a room. And while I was in that room, I also had like a weird thing happen where like I never slept with the closet door open because it it always was like terrifying to me. And I woke up in the middle of the night and the closet door was open and I was like, "This is spooky," because I know I didn't go to bed with the closet door open. And I, we had slats at the end of our beds and you could see through the slats and I crawled to the end of the bed and it looked, I mean, the whole room was dark. It was <clears throat> the middle of the night and it looked like something like stood up at the end of my bed. And I remember like throwing myself back and grabbing, I had a cell phone at the time, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, but it was a flip phone. It was a flip phone. <laughs> I grab my phone and like <laughs> and like flip open. It probably was a razor. I had one. And I flip open the phone and obviously there's nothing there, but I was like, oh my God. Like it was probably one of the scariest moments. And Griffin was still alive at the time. That was our dog. We had a golden retriever named Griffin. And Griffin was like not in the room, which also was very strange. He used to sleep yeah. in our room. Uh, and he used to sleep on Bob. 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> Bob was a dog bed for Bob about, was for about 10 bed. years. Uh, and Griffin wasn't in the room. And I thought that was strange because it's like, he's always in the room and our door was open. And I never slept with the bedroom door open because I was always afraid of doors being open because of what I would see in them. Lo and behold. <laughs> Funny that. Funny that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what led to that. What a baseless fear. Yeah. <laughs> what happened when... With your closet. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I um, I also had a had had a big thing, and I have always had a big thing. Like even since I was like a really little kid, even before we lived in that house, like where mm-hmm. the closet door and my bedroom door absolutely had to be closed. Yeah. Like I I could not sleep if there was an open door. <clears throat> And I know you're all sitting there thinking, like, are you sure you're not just crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but hold on. So, <laughs> I, um, I used to, actually, the, the room that I had in the haunted house um, had two closets in it. There was, there was a regular kind of slidey door closet, and there was also the linen closet over the, the dresser, mm-hmm. which was sort of a weird, like, I don't know, like, two-by-four cubby with, yeah. with, with opening, like, um... French style doors, French doors on the cubby. French doors. Why not? <laughs> the kind that you pull and they open like a, separately apart. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that made no sense at all. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's they work like like, envision, like doors. They work like doors. Envision a closet, whatever that means to you. Um, Except it's three feet off the ground and it's only two feet. Yeah, off. and you know it looks like a portal to some kind of demon world. I think when we when we actually release this episode, we're going to have to like start an Instagram so that we can like put up a picture to explain this because I don't know how to explain this closet to people. I, I mean, I feel like it's it's really it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's <laughs> getting off topic, but um. The, the slidey door closet, I actually had a, a piece of, of wood that I wedged into the bottom to keep it shut. because really? Yes. Because one side had a mirror on it and one side didn't. And I would always close it so that the mirror side, because my bed, the end of my bed faced that closet. Yeah. I would always make sure that the mirror side was not the side that I was looking into from my bed. From your bed. Because you know it creeped weird? me out. When I had that room, I used to do the same thing. It, it couldn't scary. be the other way. You had to have the blank one yeah. at the end of the bed. So I would wedge a piece of wood in there because the first couple years that I slept in there, there were nights where I would wake up and the doors would have switched. Like, and we're not talking about like a, oh... Like eleven year eleven year eleven year old girl forgot to do the thing she does every night religiously and double checks three times before she goes to bed because she's neurotic. <laughs> like 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 no, I had freaking OCD about this, and I don't yeah. mean in like the the cute funny way. I mean in the like legitimate like problem obsessive way. compulsive. Like, like had to check it three times, had to push it closed three times, kind of thing. Yeah. So like yeah no, after that started happening, I I had a a little piece of wood that I would I would wedge under it so that side of the closet would not move. So it was between, because these were sliding doors. Yeah. And so you would put it, so I the would door put it couldn't between, slide. I, I would put it, because it was one of those things where it's like, don't get me wrong, every waking terror of my life was the idea that one door would just slide open into the closet. <coughs> yeah. But on the other side hand, it was just, if I put this piece of wood here, the mirrored one can't move. Because yeah. the mirrored one was obviously on the outside. Right. So like, that was my whole thing. <laughs> it was like, as long as the mirrored one can't move, we're fine. And <laughs> I wedged this fucking stick of wood in there and like, 
there was one night I woke up, it was like three in the morning and it was very dark, obviously, because it's three in the fucking morning. (laughs) And the one side of the closet door was shaking. The mirrored side was shaking. Like something was trying to push it open and it wouldn't go. And I snapped the light on next to my bed and it stopped. And when I went over to the closet, I looked at the end of the piece of wood and it was all chewed up like something had been like pushing against it. And (laughs) I went out into the living room, (laughs) turned on all the lights and sat up and watched TV for the rest of the night. You're kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was, it was other things like the little freaking weird closet. Like I used to wrap rubber bands around the handles because there were times I'd wake up in the middle of the night and the doors would be open. open. That happened to me. That happened all the time. I woke woke up in the middle of the night and the doors on that closet were open. And I just want to be clear, like nothing violent ever happened to me in the house like nothing ever hurt me but it was like there was a very like malicious it kind of atmosphere it felt very threatening yeah and very menacing like like it was it was very clear that there was probably nothing it could really do to hurt me but it was clear that like it wanted to like mm-hmm. like like that was that was kind of the thing that always scared that me that was most always kind of how i felt i never felt I don't want to say I never felt like it could hurt me because it did feel threatening, but like nothing ever did hurt me. Yeah. If that makes sense. And you know what's funny? I think, I actually think we should do an entire episode. I think we should too. I think this should also, I I think, um, honestly, we could probably do several episodes about that. I know. (laughs) But um, to be perfectly honest with you, I think um, that might be an excellent candidate for the first episode where we actually bring Bob and Kevin in on here Um, because um, Jessica never had the pleasure, but Bob and Kevin certainly did. Yeah, Bob um, and Kevin. And I know that Bob has stories. Yeah, Bob I've never has really talked stories. I'm sure Kevin must because, I mean, we shared a room um, and the same shit happened. But. I, I believe Kevin does have at least one story that he and Bob share, which is the absolutely terrifying one about the closet in your room. Um, I don't know if they ever told me this. Was it I, I after like I they, moved into your room? Uh, no, you were still living in there. I, I think um, I remember when Bob had told it to me that you were still asleep. Like you slept oh. through the whole thing, and they never told me. <laughs> I'm. I feel like they had to have done this. But, but all right, so I, I episode two of this yeah. podcast is going to be us calling Bob and making him tell us this story. Bob, tell the story. I don't. I don't want to hear the story until he. Tells no, 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 no. It and I'm not. Here. I'm not going to tell it because, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think I can. Um, I don't think I actually remember it well enough to to tell it to do it. Justice. I'm calling Bob tomorrow and telling him that this Tuesday we're calling him to have him on the podcast. <laughs> That's fine. That's totally fine. But um. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where, like, sometimes I honestly think that having had those experiences, like, I'm kind of shocked how much I like horror movies. I know. Isn't it bizarre? <laughs> and I, I almost feel like it makes me love horror movies more because there's something about it that's, like, I know that this world of horror is fake, but it kind of plays with the idea of like, well, where do I draw the line? Where do I draw the line between what is possible? Because I know things have happened to me. And what do I think is possible in only the realm of a movie? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, I think it does. I think it also, um, kind of like when you think about it, sort of like in the Aristotelian tragedy sense, like it's, it's almost a catharsis. Yeah. Like to watch it happen to someone else in a way where you know like everybody's fine at the end. Like I feel like it's it's almost... It's almost therapy. That's <laughs> very, that's very, uh, that's a very nuanced critique. <laughs> what did I critique? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's a, that was like legitimate I, I think horror were, movie criticism. I, I think you were trying to say insightful <laughs> and analytical. 
Well, no, I mean, it's it's fine. It's critique. That's critique. She's over here like, just take the compliment, you fucking, <laughs> you fucking fat dog bitch. I'm trying. <laughs> Her words, not mine. Read it tomorrow morning. It's my other it's, sister a fat dog bitch. It's, it's my word. I'm allowed to use it. <laughs> I am. I am fat and a bitch. I am not a dyke. No, you're not. I am not a dyke. Although I love dykes. I really do love lesbians. <laughs> I do. I love lesbians. There was a lesbian. I told you this story earlier about, I used to do a show. Well, I say used to. I, it was last summer. It, the summer ended, so I stopped working on Fire Island. Hopefully I'll be back again this coming summer. But uh, I, I used to do bingo. On Fire Island, and there was a there was a really really wonderful lady named Hillary, and she was a she was an older lesbian. I would say I would say she was probably in like her early sixties, mm-hmm. if I had to guess, maybe late fifties. She's like forty five. She's, she's, she's thirty seven. <laughs> I'm like she was probably like 70, 72. Um, and she was a really really lovely woman. Uh, I really hope I get to see her again this summer because I loved Hillary. She used to come and she would always play, every Wednesday she would come out and play bingo and she, I would sit and I would talk to her and she had this adorable dog. I loved Hillary. I'm really, I'm praying that I can go back and see Hillary again this year. Was it kind of a downer, all things considered, when you met her, that it's like, I love Hillary. Just saying I love Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> I love who? <laughs> like, like that is post-2016. And for those of you who are going to criticize, we are diehard liberals, so don't get it twisted. I'm just I, teasing. I'm making fun. We're having a good time. No need to go all crazy. <laughs> and we will be talking about politics on this podcast. Oh, so it's, yes. So at some point, I'm probably going to have to like deactivate my Twitter and my Tumblr and my Facebook. Oh, absolutely. I fully <laughs> anticipate that people will hate me after this. <laughs> That's actually, I think that's a really good place to say, uh, I'm looking forward to episode two, especially if we call Bob. Um, I, I think that's an excellent idea. If we can, if we can figure out how to make that work, I think getting Bob and Kevin on this shit show just as soon as possible. And honestly, um, Jessica as well. I would love if Jess would come and be on our big gay spooky podcast. I think she will. I, I think if nothing else, we're creating peer pressure as we speak. So it's fine. <laughs> Jessica, you have to join us. Don't whisper all creepily into the it's microphone. It's like ASMR. She won't do it. Don't, don't do it all creepy into the microphone. She, you know that this shit scares her. She's not going to do it now. <laughs> what is wrong? She was, remember, she was terrified of the aliens. And that, we could talk about that. We could talk. She was terrified of the aliens in the movie Signs. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. And she I used also to remember- hate it because I used to go to her house and I'd be like, I While also, she was sleeping and she was like, ah! Remember distinctly one night, all of us having to stay awake in her bedroom with butter knives because the, the clown puppet, I know exactly. the puppet from Poltergeist that she buried in the backyard. was coming to get her. Oh no, the marionette. Yeah, no, we had one, but it was because we had watched Poltergeist because we were unsupervised. See? <laughs> Pulling it all back around. I am brilliant we at this. massively unsupervised. I am masterfully. The stories, we could tell about that house too. Why did we live in so many creepy houses? Because we lived in them. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't the house. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things, it's like... You, Being you know, haunted you, is like stepping in gum. You know what they say, where it's like, if if you meet one asshole a day, you met an asshole. If you meet five assholes a day, you're the asshole. Mm, yeah. I think I think that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> Are we ghosts? <laughs> 
Am I a ghost? Am I a lie? I mean, we're ghosting out of here because this is the end of the episode. <laughs> this is the end of the episode. But I'm very excited for episode two because I think we've got a very interesting conversation to be had about yeah. our spooky gay house. <laughs> I mean, the house wasn't gay. We don't know. It might like other bi-levels. It, it was bi-level. It felt very heteronormative. Heteronormative. <laughs> it felt very like... <laughs> Maybe it liked every. It was a pan house. Maybe. I, I don't like, I don't know. We'll have to do an interview with the house. Oh my god, what if we do an uh what what is what's it called? I, I think o- electro EMP. EMP. Is you wanna you called? wanna go you wanna go do a paranormal investigation of dad's house? No, I don't. Why not? We'll bring them up. No, this is what we'll do. I think for our Halloween episode we should get all four of us in the same room. And do a seance. Do a seance in dad's house. Because I don't give a shit if it gets haunted now. Yeah, who gives a shit? I get to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Dad's like, why'd you bring in this house? And believe you me, I will be out of there the second shit goes awry. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like the minute the Ouija board planchette just goes through the window, I'm out. I'm like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, look at the time. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's just dad and nanny living there. It's fine. I know. How much worse could it get? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, my I'm God. I'm kidding, dad. I'm Apologize. I, I, I am so sorry. Apologize to your grandmother. My, my grandmother. I was joking. <laughs> that joke's probably going to get cut out anyway. <laughs> well, that's it, kids. That was episode one of my spooky gay family. We hope you enjoyed we it. We did it. We did a whole episode without, like, destroying the equipment. Imagine what's coming next. Yeah, next week we might even have, like, real mic stands. Real mic stands. (laughs) (laughs) Next week we might have... It won't be duct taped to the (laughs) fucking... Duct taped to the thing. Walls. Yeah, no, it'll it'll be great. So that's it, kids. That is my spooky gay family. We have a lot more coming. Hopefully, we'll be talking about our spooky lives. We'll be talking about spooky movies and our our gay lives. Hopefully, not too intimately because there are parts of your life that I don't want to be that intimate. Why do you assume I'm going to be the one who overshares? I I can't even imagine. I just feel like there are parts of your story I, I... that are too much for There me. are parts of your story I've seen you act out live on stage. I know, it's terrifying. But kids, that is my spooky gay family. And until next time, stay spooky and remember. We traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. You hear me? It's coming from inside the house. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Alon, and this episode contains clips from When a Stranger Calls, copyright 2006 by Screen Gems, Inc. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions.